Hello, this is your host, Brian Hammond, and welcome to the Between the Lines podcast, where you will hear the personal backstories of my poetry and the experiences that go along with them. Be prepared for real, raw honesty as I read, reflect, and expose the emotions that went into writing them as we read Between the Lines. Remember when you told me to my face that you really loved being with me and just taking up space? Well, remember this now and know it to be true, that I am better alone than I ever was with you. What is sadness but the reason you know happiness? I learned that alone, but it's something I've always known. I'm better for myself than you are, obviously, and you proved that clear when you cheated and lied to me. I left love in San Francisco in September 2014. I went back a year later and I discovered her waiting for me. 13 days having her back, I verified all my heartfelt, heartbroken facts. I've seen cafe proposers, swing set kissers, watching the sunset snugglers, and across the table hand holders, all of which drove me jealously insane, only because I didn't have her to do the same. A year apart will not ruin my heart. Love has taken over me and has created something you will never believe. Be prepared to see love ethereal, love so beautiful, it will be no less than love imperial. Today's poem takes us back to June of 2014. I went on a date with a girl named Paige who I met on Tinder and we moved really quickly, um, actually way too quick, as I ended up moving 30 minutes away to live with her within less than two weeks. And I was spending all of my time with her and sleeping over every night anyways that I suppose I just one day never left. Paige went to the University of Idaho and was in a sorority, which basically meant that she was an extrovert and was very much a people person. Our relationship was generally really great, and to this day, I consider it one of the best and healthiest relationships that I've ever been in. Paige and I were both very spontaneous, which is an extremely important characteristic to me. You know, some, someone who can keep up with me and just go with the flow of everyday life, it's a huge plus. She also felt a lot, just as I do, and the characteristic that is also balanced on a razor blade, you can feel too much in a positive way, as well as a negative way as well. On our first date, she brought up Andy Grammer, who if you guys uh, know me at all, I feel like you guys know that I'm a huge fan of Andy Grammer. Um, and that's, that's uh, due to Paige. Um, and she's just a huge fan as well. And saying that she wanted to go to his concert in Seattle, on July 14th of 2014 and I told her that I'd buy tickets and that we would go um, and she just didn't realize that I was serious. Luckily the relationship was successful enough to make it into July 
And when I brought up the concert and asked if she was looking forward to it, she didn't really believe that I actually got tickets. Paige and I, we did a lot of last minute things with each other that summer. We took trips to the ocean. Uh, we went to Boise to meet her parents. We went to a wedding for a family member of hers. And we also took a road trip to Sacramento for another Andy Grammer concert and then to San Francisco for my 21st birthday. It was an amazing relationship. But of course, all relationships have bad moments. There's always some stupid fights about nothing. Um, and eventually we really found out ways to bring out the worst in each other. In August of 2014, I had training for the Army National Guard in Boise for two weeks. Um, and no big deal, I thought, until about a month later. Um, we were coming home from San Francisco on the 1st of October, and Paige was planning a party to celebrate my birthday, but with a lot of her fraternity and sorority friends, so basically I wouldn't know a single person there. On October 3rd, which was the party, beforehand I went to the store with her little, and she started telling me how she wanted this other girl named Kit to be her twin, but she said it would probably be awkward because Kit is Scott's cousin and Scott and Paige had sex. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and she says, oh, she didn't tell you? Hold on right quick. Let's flash back to August. While I was in Boise for training, I was talking to Paige on the phone and she brought up how she was going to go to the gym with her friend, Scott. And me not knowing who Scott is, I asked. And she says to me that he's just a friend. Case closed. Got it. Understood. Now let's jump back forward. Scott and Paige had sex. I don't know about you, but I'm usually not calling people who I've seen and touched their genitals friends. But that's just me. Anyways, we get back to the apartment and straight away, I ask. You and Scott had sex? And her face, she was mortified. She says to me, uh, yeah, I thought I told you that. And I'm like, the same Scott who's your friend that you went to the gym with? Uh-oh. Let's just say that once the party started, it ended pretty quick. And afterwards, when everyone left, Paige acted as though there wasn't anything wrong. But obviously, there was to me. I straight up told her that she was a liar. And weirdly, girls don't really enjoy being called liars. And her comeback was to Google the definition of liar and says, I'm not a liar. I only lied to you once. Oh, okay. That's better. That night, I ended up leaving for a while, but I came back because I had nowhere else to go. And she thought that me coming back was a sign that I forgave her. Being in the same bed with someone who has deceived you, the tension is so loud that you cannot sleep. 2 a.m. comes around and she's crying because she knows that she fucked up. And I'm laying back towards Paige and she's giving me this heartfelt speech about how sorry she is and how much she cares and loves me. And this next part, I realized now it was very vital to how life unfolds the next day. And at the end of her plea for forgiveness, she ends with 
I love you so much. You still love me too, right? And I didn't say a thing. I acted like I was sleeping. Like I didn't hear a single word that she has been saying for the last 10 minutes. Just silence. The next day, I pack most of my things and I leave. But for months after that, I wrote many poems about Paige. For about nine months, I was stuck on her. It was very difficult to get over her. And even now sometimes, if I reminisce about her, slight feelings of four years ago come alive. Just to be clear, I don't know when Scott and Paige slept with one another. It may have been before our relationship, or it may have been during. But I've learned to not ask questions about things I don't want to know the answers to. Remember when you told me to my face that you really loved being with me and just taking up space? Well, remember this now and know it to be true, that I am better alone than I ever was with you. What is sadness but the reason you know happiness? I learned that alone, but it's something I've always known. I'm better for myself than you are, obviously, and you proved that clear when you cheated and lied to me. I left love in San Francisco in September 2014. I went back a year later, and I discovered her waiting for me. Thirteen days having her back, I verified all my heartfelt, heartbroken facts. I've seen cafe proposers, swing set kissers, watching the sunset snugglers, and across a table hand holders, all of which drove me jealously insane, only because I didn't have her to do the same. A year apart will not ruin my heart. Love has taken over me and has created something you will never believe. Be prepared to see love ethereal, love so beautiful, it will be no less than love imperial. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. To wrap up today's episode, you can follow me on my socials, on Instagram, at Pathetic But Poetic, and on Facebook, at Facebook.com slash Pathetic But Poetic. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you.